Listener discretion is advised. What's good, everybody? This is The Usual Suspects with another episode of Shit You Might Have Missed. It's your boy, Slim Williams, back in the building with Lee the Poet, a.k.a. Da Vinci Parks. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why you did that. Nobody, I never referred to myself as Lee the Poet. Hey, well, you could, you could, uh, you could edit that out. Yeah, well, that, before that, that, he goes throwing out um, inappropriate names for me, T-Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Today is the 4th of July. 2017 uh the day this nation declared its independence um in some regards uh we could talk about that during the show maybe actually i wanted to talk about that off the break actually hey that's that's a good start yeah just remember you could uh catch flash black uh on facebook flash black radio you can listen to us on itunes and you can listen to us on SoundCloud, and mm-hmm. uh, if there's any other places you can listen to us, Google Play, yeah, yeah, Google Play, yeah, yeah, all that good stuff. We're Maybe awesome. soon we'll be on Spotify. Maybe soon. I have to find out some 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 particulars with Trying that. That's title. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, back to the whole July Fourth thing. Uh-huh. I figured it'd be a good thing. There's a documentary that I had been. I'm not saying put it all put off, but it's just one of those things I hadn't gotten around to it that that I've been meaning to watch for some time. And slavery by another name, mm. and it's something that you can actually watch on PBS. I'm um, excuse me, backtrack. You can actually watch it on YouTube. So if you type in slavery by another name, it'll come up in full. I believe it was done originally by PBS. Mm. So you, if it was, and I can't remember definitively, but if it was, you should be able to. Uh, Go online to PBS and pull it up there as well. But I know for sure you can pull it up on YouTube. So um, Slavery by Another Name essentially uh, outlines, outlines would actually make it sound like it's a, like a cursory glance. They actually go into a great depth about how the convict leasing program uh, and the inner workings of how that worked from the time the Civil War ended up through, like I think, World War II. Um, how that how that transpired and how it how it grew and evolved and the players in it what made it interesting beyond of of course the obvious you know just learning about it was they actually like you know had people in reenact letters from people that have been captured over time that that's now in the archives Mm. so um it's interesting to me in a number of ways, but um, if you've ever seen The 13th by Ava DuVernay, mm-hmm. this takes it a step further because The 13th, I think, focuses more so on modern day uh, prison industrial complex. This is actually the foundation of the prison industrial complex. How it, how it you know, converted from being a system of slavery to skirting around the laws because they talk about how the 13th Amendment came into being, then the 14th and then the 15th Amendment. And then they talk about how people just started seeing their ways around it. And they talked about the different presidential roles that were played from um, Jackson, who uh, succeeded uh, Lincoln, all the way up to Delano Roosevelt, Franklin Delano, uh, Franklin Roosevelt. So uh, Teddy Roosevelt, man, this dude right here, when, when I tell you this dude just... and Fucking Woodrow Wilson, when I cross cross this dude's bridge all the fucking time. 
asshole. But anyway, I digress. So it sounds like a, a cinematic version of the new Jim Crow. That's, a, that's what it you sounds like. All this content. Because I'm reading like, that right now. Yeah, I'm reading it as well. This joint is like yeah. exactly how Michelle Alexander lays it out. Yeah, I'm yeah. reading it as well. It's one of those things that I'm I'm sorry, go ahead. I just say yeah. yeah okay. Fine. Yeah, so um I started reading a new the new Jim Crow a while back. Um, cause I, I wanted to, I kept asking to borrow your copy <laughs> and finally well, said, my, my copy is, uh, in, um, Amazon Kindle and audible. Somebody it must have shades then it was over your house. So when I say your I copy, think we, I think we do have a hard copy. In the yeah. House, yeah. Yeah. You definitely think, do. I, don't I, think I saw a couple of times. read the hard copy. I think we actually read it on the, in the apps. So somebody, I believe like Shay, uh, Shay and you and Shay got me the joint for Christmas. Yeah, probably. Um, but for some reason, sitting still to be able to read, you know, like a book sometimes, like you have to carve out time to do that. Whereas if you have like a digital device, like Google yeah. Play or something like that. So I downloaded the, um, the, the, the free sample version, whatever, that gives you like the first 60 some pages, whatever, mm-hmm. which helped me get into it. Yeah. So now I'm at the place where I've started now. Now I got to finish. Yeah. And it, the, the book is data rich. So yeah, it is. It is. And I, I found it, it's yeah. easier for me to read. Um, digital so even though i have the hard copy mm. i'm gonna probably get the digital version and yeah. that's funny because i've tried reading like the portrait of dorian gray mm. like on and it just doesn't work for me trying to read it on a on a, on a tablet device yeah i went through a, a a tablet device reading phase on like it I prefer books. I prefer I prefer having the book in my hand. Yeah, the so. tangible turning of the pages and mm-hmm. yeah. But like I, I, I do it, have man. to agree with you, Slim. It's very very data rich, but it's it's heavy but not heavy. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. I mean, it's people. very matter of fact. Yeah. She she doesn't uh you can't help be dis- but be disgusted by you know what occurred, but she doesn't recite it in a disgusted manner. Uh, she's just stating you know the facts of of what occurred. She was she was as you know like flipping, but not flipping. That's not a, that's a terrible word. Yeah, she, yeah, was, she wasn't like dismissive. She yeah, yeah. Just, she was just as like just matter, matter of fact of as fact. people did when they actually committed the actions. Exactly. Like, yeah, this is what we're doing. This is what I'm re- I'm reporting. Exactly. It wasn't one of those things like you had to coddle anything or like you know try to change anything. It's as horrific as it sounds. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so it's it's extremely well done though. She's a very very good writer. Yeah. So she did, it and thing. she's also awesome. Like to listen to in interviews, I have a little bit of a crush on Michelle. Really, you hit it so well. She gets real. She gets real gully. She gets real gully. I mean, look, look, man. In her, mili- I mean, in her a, militant way. I have a girl crush on uh, Melissa Harris Perry. Oh, who you telling? And, and her I was, speech. I was completely hurt when when she left MSNBC. Oh yeah, something about that lisp. Yeah, man. It, it doesn't matter. Lisp. Yeah, know it though. It works though. Hey, when she started using, start flipping them big words around like fuck this lisp. Like yeah, <laughs> it does stuff with me. Melissa. You want to fuck that lisp? No, she's married. I'm married. No, you know. But you if want I wasn't, lisp? and if she wasn't, <laughs> hey, but nah, nah. There's something about just an intellectually just together stimulating. Yeah, it's it's something about it, and it's always like since like when I'm telling you like Claire Huxtable when I was a kid, like you know I don't know what Claire Huxtable could get it meant at that age, but in my mind Claire Huxtable could get it, (laughs) whatever that meant to you at that time. As capable of uh, I was at that time, I was very young. Made all my lunch. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. Yeah, she could cut the crust off of all my sandwiches. She could have paid all my high school tuition. Bill Cosby was getting it. Hey, everywhere. Hey. 
Pill Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just say for the record, I said Pill Cosby on Facebook. I will go back and find a post. Oh, yeah, prior to, yeah, to that is true. Yeah. Many, many, many. As soon as all of this Bill Cosby stuff started becoming public, I called that band with Pill Cosby. And then Jay-Z going ahead and say that joint on 444. I was like, this, this mother... You need your own platform like title. He done stole my he done stole my bar. We do have pizza rock. You, you do have pizza rock. Well, you know it's all I drink. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta support Puff. <laughs> nah, it's a it's a long inside joke, man. Shout out to the homeboy to the Chuck. homie Chuck. Yeah, man. That was <laughs> my goodness. Like, all right, so very quickly, all right. This is when Cameron was having his was it the graduation party? It was, it, was an, it, was, it was for Cameron. It was so. at your house. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's probably... It was in that time frame. Yeah, yeah. Even if it wasn't that party. Yeah, yeah. So, basically, it was like a, a Team Slay event at the house. This is when they lived in, like, you know, Fort Washington or whatever. And it was, like, a lot of people in the house, a lot of interaction, people having a good time or whatever. And basically, you know, there's there's alcohol there because it's a grown-up party. Flowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody's like, yeah. At a Casa de Slay event. That's yeah. how it happened. Yeah. So it's like, somebody's like, yeah, so uh, you got any piece of rock? And, and like, it was kind of like a blank, like, pause, like pregnant <laughs> pause. And dude was like, I only drink pizza rock. <laughs> and he said it was such like, like was that was like that, like, like yeah, no, he was dead conviction. He, he said it like, that was like the thing to say about alcohol. Like, if you're going to make a stand on alcohol, it has to be cut. <laughs> At Pizza Rock, that that's the way he said it. He said it like like Pizza Rock was like like a uh, like a fifty year old Scotch that you like keep in a special flask. That's how he said it. And then everybody looked at this dude like motherfucker, what you drink before Pizza Rock? It ain't been out that long. Yeah, it hasn't been. It has not been out that long. Like this, what is, you... this is not nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, man. Like Pizza come on. Rock, yeah, like... yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that that vent like it's a vintage to it or whatever. Like yeah, 19... uh, yeah. Like eighteen forty five Pizza Rock. Nineteen eighty two Pizza Rock is the best vintage. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like not Puff, that. Puff made this last I mean, but week. But of in his all basement. the Ciroc's, how is Peach the one you attach yourself to? That's yeah. actually Peach was actually before a lot of the other Ciroc's came out so like mango and pineapple hadn't wasn't like, before plain that is true <laughs> that is true before regularized mountain like what was you doing before they were flavoring vodka that's the real question like right. yeah so you weren't drinking vodka at all is what you're saying nah, he was probably just, not he was nah you weren't drinking hard liquor nah, he was dead serious he was he was, just, he was for we us, still got love for him for us he was being hilarious yeah oh yeah yeah but he was he was serious though comedy gold yeah yeah Shout out to the homie. Scotch, scotch, scotch. I was like, did you keep your you keep your piece of rock next to your leather bound books? Is that yeah, what yeah, like? yeah. First edition leather. And your rich books. mahogany. Like, <laughs> come on, dude. This weekend, wasn't nobody fucking thinking about you anyway. John McEnroe <laughs> decided to pull his old white balls out of retirement and talk about the goddess. Well, so I've been interested in this because I don't know what he said, and I did not hear what he, he said. said. Something said, that I'm didn't sorry, need to be said. I'm sorry, this is my segment. Yeah. He said, Serena, she's a good tennis player. If she played men, though, she'd be ranked like 700. Well, I disagree with that. And um, she did, too. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. And most people did. But I will say this about John McEnroe. John McEnroe has been an asshole his entire life. I was going to say that same thing. He's, he's an asshole. So I don't he, think, and, in and he's one an respect, he's just being who he is. Yeah, yeah. He, I don't even think there's anything more to that than John McEnroe's an asshole. He never wanted to admit anybody was ever better than him, even when he was going head to head, to head with Jimmy Connors, you know, doing the, you know, both of their primes. Like, he just never wanted to admit 
anybody in history was ever better than him. So, but yeah, I definitely disagree with him. So Randall was <laughs> like, look, I'm over here trying to have this baby. Growing this life. <laughs> I'm, I'm growing this champion. All right. I would not be ranked 700 and I would not play anyone ranked 700. First of all, it doesn't even go up that high so, in tennis, in professional tennis. It don't go up that Serena high. Serena Williams might be the greatest tennis player of all time. It is possible she's the greatest. I agree with you. She got to get there's a, there's some more grand you know Martina Navratilova. I'm about to say Navratilova was, you know, was, was a doing beast her thing, her day. and it's like you you can't just throw you can't just throw history out the door, you know. But she's in that tier. You got to talk about her when you're talking about greats like Martina Navratilova. So can you when you finish when you I'm gonna let you finish, but All right, okay, Kanye. <laughs> Thank you. Nah, go ahead. I really want to chime in on this. <laughs> but that's it. I just, I just think she might be. It's possible she's the greatest tennis player. The only reason I'm reserving it is because I used to talk about Tiger Woods in the same way. I used to be like, it's possible Tiger Woods might be the greatest, te- greatest golf player of all time. And that's why and I want to talk about this. He fell off deep end, and now he's like probably never going to be considered the greatest. But to golf be fair, player of all Serena time. had her little moment where she was like, she was good, and then she decided to like do a clothing line. Um, <laughs> It was like Erin Knox. Yaris, it was her, her name yeah, spelled backwards. backwards. And yeah. she was trying to do a whole bunch of extra shit. But she still and she wasn't, though. wait a minute, and she wasn't, she wasn't like training. She wasn't really like watching her diet. She right. was just like, you know, whatever. Right. And then it's just like, she just kind of snapped back and was like, yeah, clothes are cute, but I'm a tennis player. Yeah. So you can get what I need money to anytime. do And Tiger never is got going, that snap Nah, back. nah. He never got the snap back. Okay. Nah, Tiger is like old sweatpants. Like when the elastic is gone, <laughs> the shit just ain't gonna snap back. Man. It's just you know, it's just Man. baggy and loose. Snap back. And no matter how, no, nah, ain't no snap back. Snap back. <laughs> and no matter how much you might like it, eh. it's all Tiger and Ja okay. Rule. They so, just, so let me. I, I'm, I'm gonna put it to you like this. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that because this is like an internal. I told you, like I'm, I, I, I bounce stuff around in my head all the time. It's an internal conversation I've had for quite some time. I will go on record and say that I believe that Tiger Woods is unequivocally the greatest golfer of all time. And I'll explain why. Tiger Woods. I don't think there's anything else in there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> think, think, think you got the last of it? Can't waste it, Captain. <laughs> yeah, got it. Got to get every drop. Uh, Tiger Woods, uh, and th- again, this is my opinion. I'm speaking from my perspective. But Tiger Woods. <laughs> really? <laughs> Something I did not do while you were talking. <laughs> you know I like to make the drink sounds. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, before that, that wasn't even that wasn't even good. That, that's not the same thing. The, the wine, wine thing. That's not the he's same. He's living his ice. John McEnroe right now, ice. being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're being a dick. Hey, I got this drink in my cup. No, go ahead. Man. <laughs> so now Tiger Woods, I will say, is the greatest golfer of all time for a number of reasons, but I'll, I'll give you a few. One. Tiger Woods, from the time he was a like very young golfer, dominated the sport like nobody has ever dominated the sport. Mm-hmm. He played at a time where he was going against some of the greatest golfers in the world. Like this, it wasn't just like you know you talk about Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus, great golfers, and nobody's going to take that from him. But who was their competition? Name their competition. When you talk about Tiger Woods now, you got Mickelson, you got VJ Singh, you got all these golfers that you can run down a, like an entire like gauntlet of people that Tiger Woods had to go through and dominate on a regular basis, and he did. But above all, Tiger Woods brought money to golf. There's nobody, no, nobody's watched making like a golf a regular thing to watch until Tiger was, was playing. And then on top of that, nobody was Tiger proofing courses before Tiger Woods. That's a thing. 
where they started making golf courses like more difficult in order to try to stump this dude so he wasn't like mopping people up so badly. That shit ain't happened. I can I can call in any other sport. But they literally try to like like change the field of play against one person. Like that shit is fair. Like we're gonna make this difficult for this person. This so, is this is one of those situations where like I want to agree with you. Like I really want to agree with you. Okay. But I always have this issue where like, you know, when you look when you look at the when you look at the book, you know what I'm saying? When you look at the book that has the numbers, like of how many grand slams you won and, and, 14. and all of that stuff. But he still don't have the most. That's he don't the have to have him. Okay. Well, I mean, like, Michael he, Jordan he, he, doesn't have the saying. most. He could, he could be in that Jordan territory. Yeah, Michael Jordan doesn't have Jordan the most by stretch. Where, by where there are many variables that caused me to consider, well, that caused me to consider Michael Jordan the greatest basketball player of all time. Um, I don't know if I still feel that way about Michael Jordan. Um, and it's difficult for me to decide whether or not I still feel that way because knowing a little bit more about some of Michael Jordan's political stances or, have, or, or, have, his, or his non-stances. Yeah, yeah, have, have tainted, <laughs> have like like tainted my thereof. view. Yeah. And that's another topic. Like, yo, if you, buy sneakers too. if you were in the public eye, it would be awesome if you took political stands and they were like, in favor of improving the human condition. But if they're not, like, just just be silent. Like, because you, you make my life more difficult. Like, I, you know, I, I support, you know, public figures and, you know, I spend my money in, in establishments and all this other stuff. And then you, you make your politics known. And now I got to change my whole life up mm-hmm. <laughs> because you want to decide that, you know, you hate poor people or, you know, you you think corporations are people or, you know, some of this other foolishness. And I'm like, yo, my life was fine. I didn't want to have to go shop a different place or buy a different product or patronize a different establishment or pay for a different service. And now I got to because politically you're a dick. And I would just prefer if you had just kept that silent. <laughs> so you you're fine with supporting a silent dick? Yeah, yeah. Like, cause look, how can I, actually, I, actually how can I hate it. you if I don't know you're hate worthy? <laughs> I can't hate if I don't know you're hate worthy. Like, if I don't know you're a disgusting individual, I can't be disgusted with you, right? When you make your disgust known, you know, now I got to live my life different. This is selfish on my part. <laughs> I'm being selfish. I would like to just I'm live okay my life without making any changes. I'm actually very happy when people come out and let me know how much of an asshole they are politically. And I'm like, oh, well, that's fine. You know how much I used to like Chick-fil-A? They had really, really great waffle fries and lemonade. Well, now I don't eat Chick-fil-A. Because, sweet tea was good, too. Because they... Oh, I don't I don't drink sweet tea when I'm in Maryland. Hey. I don't believe in it. Oh, because you eat that cat. You drink that cat. Huh, that I real. drink that, that diabetes that's tea. That's that real. That, that diabetes... The diet got the sugar. Hey, look, got all I'm sugar. saying is, you know, Chick Fil A, they want to go ahead and start being all homophobic and have their employees wearing Blue Lives Matter T-shirts, and now I can't eat Chick Fil A. No, you can't. So that's that's all I'm saying. You know, I've never been to the DR. I wanted to go to the DR. Go to Haiti. But then they want to go ahead and start, you know, doing ethnic cleansing as a matter of public policy. Now I can't go to DR. You can't. You know? It's just it's, hookers it's, and hatred there, though. You don't need to go. Up. Well, well, you said the hookers, though. See, that's... Let's talk about don't that. Don't nobody believe that. Well, 
You don't want to talk about the hookah? Don't nobody believe it. It's the world's oldest profession. It might be, but it don't apply to you. It's been around for so long. Why don't, don't it apply, apply to, to either one of y'all in this Why don't it apply to us? Y'all know why. What? Why? I don't understand. You don't know my life. Yes, I do. It's upstairs. <laughs> Both of y'all lives are upstairs. Yeah, you just sip, sip your beverage. I'm going to sip my beverage. <laughs> yes, sip your, your cool wash this beverage. Down. <laughs> it's cool beverage to wash this down. Oh, you will finish. <laughs> well, allow, allow me, me to, to retort. retort. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I... Why I, aren't you drinking? Um, I was going to bring the other beverage down. I forgot it when I came downstairs to set everything up. So, yeah, I've been looking at everybody else drinking. I'm, yeah. Hey, it's delicious, too. It's I what bet we it do. is. Captain and Root Beer. I had a very tasty drink on Saturday. It was quite refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw you. you. You can see your face, though. What you you sound like a legit voice actor. Yeah. Right <laughs> I had a very tasty drink. It was nice. It was a, a nice little crown drink. apple with some cranberry. And was it simply delightful? It was delightful. Simply delightful. That cool, refreshing drink. That's crown and apple. Simply delightful. There were also wine coolers at the Shindig, and I didn't know they still made wine coolers. Oh, yeah. I mean, they don't make bottles of James like they used to. That's what I was looking for. You can get it, though. You can get it. Oh, Seagram's still. Seagram's still. I was like, y'all ain't got no bottles of James, a little (laughs) B&J. And thanks for your support. (laughs) Hey, now. Get a little little bottles of James and some Zima. Zima. I remember Zima. I remember Zima. <laughs> I was like, up. what is this? Yeah, that's was, that was, that was like the mods will not even have alcohol in it. That shit was like so. Oh, man, when you're first learning to drink. Yeah, you thought you're doing something, you had a little Zima. Hmm. I was just doing something. Like, I think I feel it. No, you don't. You know where I'm from? <laughs> they, they used to pound that, uh, they used to pound 40s and then they was getting fancy. They would have that Mad Dog and that Bones. That's what. Huh. That's when they would get fancy. Mad hmm. Dog in the in in the in the twenty twenty. If you wanted a little flavor yeah, into yeah. it, you know, banana red, uh, banana red, Mad Dog and Bahama Berry Cisco, both of which taste awful. But mm-hmm. I used they to will drink fuck them you both. up though. Yeah, I used to drink them both. Unfortunately, yeah. mm-hmm. when you was going a little light, you did a little boom. Yeah, that's a good chaser. Yeah, oh the peach fuzz. I don't, peach fuzz, peach rock. I don't fuck with nothing peach. You don't fuck with ripe peaches? <laughs> Just my own. Mm. Wow. Even though that was, there was that time. Well, you know. Hey, look, everybody been to college. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with America is that everybody hasn't been to college. But that's, that's another, the problem. That's another topic. That's another topic. Mm. That is the problem. Hello. We're back to these peaches. Though. Too bad you haven't finished watching The Handmaid's Tale. We could talk about that. Hey. But maybe next time. But you haven't finished either. Hey. You just y'all run along with me. Just... Y'all let me know. <laughs> like, you know I'll, 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 huh? I'm further ahead. I'll, I'll let like me know you did y'all that, are ready to talk about a handmaid, Handmaid's Tale because I'm ready to talk about uh, that. You must say the hand job? Yeah, the hand job tale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Basically, you know, that's that's gonna be the name they're gonna, they're gonna, hey man, I don't want nobody, I don't want a part of anybody's dystopian future. That one is particularly disturbing for me, and I'm gonna leave it at that until we get it. It feels tangible, and that's why it's particularly disturbing. That that joint is apropos. I know it was written in the 70s, but that joint is apropos for today's climate. I don't like it, I don't like it at all. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm finished watching yeah, it. Because it's so possible. You come for my wife. Let me tell you something. It ain't going to go like you think it's going to go. 
First of all, I ain't gonna be crashing no damn Volvo in a small ass ravine with a. You know, that's not gonna happen. No, it's not gonna happen that I, way. I, I'm gonna know how to drive better. I'm not gonna let somebody in a fucking like truck. Somebody's like, you know, going to a military truck. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's going to. And sleep why was he running without a gun? How about that? Come on, man. Come on. Just man. watch. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna watch. That's but, what happened when you living in that Starbucks society. That's what. That's the <laughs> same thing about that. About the zombie apocalypse. I'm like, there's what? so many people. What? What? Louisiana Bobby, you got real love. Hey, hey. Now look. you got real. Well, I live on bamboo. Sometimes I get a little southern. Do I get a little bamboo? Southern. There, there is. I get a little bamboo. There's some. Uh, there is some <laughs> North Carolina in my blood. I do have to acknowledge the North Carolina. There's lots of North Carolina in my, in my blood. blood. And sometimes I get a little southern. That's all I'm saying. But when you think about like the zombie apocalypse, you know, <laughs> that's a weird ass. <laughs> <laughs> Weird ass segment. We were talking about dystopian future. I get, I get it. You're talking I about it. apocalyptic future. I know. It's just like you how you came back to it. I There's got so it. many people who are not going to survive. Just because once you get desensitized to like horrific existence and you used to getting your lattes and you used to your Netflix and all this other stuff, it's like, yo, when it go, when the grid goes offline and you can't swipe to get your food. And you gotta kill to survive, you know. Like it, that's good. That's a reality that people are not ready for. And some of us grew up in a reality that wasn't that far from that. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not. It's not the not being able to swipe going off the grid. It's it's when you throw in the zombies. That's the. But the know. zombies ain't even the worst part. For me, the worst part is the, the, the other people. <laughs> the other people is like, hey. Oh, you got food and I don't have food? Guess what? Your food is my food now. Now you got to make a decision. Yeah. <laughs> How many people have you killed? Yeah. Have you killed anybody? Who's Deanna? Coral. Coral. He doesn't say Carl. He says Coral. 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 So just in case you guys are not caught up, I just wanted to let everybody know that Power has already played its second episode and we are... Quickly approaching season two of Insecure. Hashtag Rashawn. <laughs> I tried to steer it back to Walking Dead. Because <laughs> I've been watching Power because, man, that last episode of that one season, man, it, it tainted it tainted my whole. Yeah, taint. like, I was in the Power until like 50 survived that getting locked, getting shot, and then locked in a Building Burning that building. was set on fire. <laughs> he broke out, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I was like, they never told us what his superpower was. Like, you know. How and you unfortunately, Angela's still alive. No, no, you know what? And, and I said, I'm sorry. I just said, unfortunately, Angela is still alive. Yeah. I was going to say, that, you know, they. What I've been hearing. You, you, she's you, annoying. She she's, yeah, but she's whacked me. But that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was saying the other day that you, you, Mentioned the fact that he got out of the burning building, which was a feat within itself, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you need to remember that he got shot. But prior to that, what I needed to remember was he got yeah, his I ass got beat. Shot. Yeah. No, he got his ass beat and then he got shot. Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about in real life that he got shot. Oh. Yeah. Maybe that's his maybe fifty can't die. Man, I mean he did get shot nine times one But that's Kanan. That's not fifty. Yeah, yeah. True. But I mean, What's but he's like, yeah, he's Kanan is a different person. Not the same person. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you that, but it's more when they will probably about pop, pop, pop off. At the I can say, though, that this season so far, some of the characters are more likable. But yeah, I sold that vibe. Not by water. much. Not by much. I mean, I'll tell you much. when I sold that vibe. Holly's water. still dead. 
So that's cool. Spoiler alert. You should have seen it already. Oh, yeah. By the way, I just want to let everyone know that I do not condone intimate partner violence. Oh, no. Um, we don't condone that. Unless she, 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 con- she condone that one. Unless it's sanctioned and it's, yeah. uh, you have safe words uh, aside from that. Uh, you know, True that. Yeah, yeah. I always have a safe word. Yeah. Something you don't regularly use. No, like know your partner. Know armadillo. Your partner. <laughs> Not necessarily pineapple because pineapples and blowjobs. Um, so, yeah, something like armadillo, porcupine. Aardvark. Elephant man. Aardvark. No, because we don't know what kind of nicknames people have for that. <laughs> that people, you know, that might be some like, hey, elephant that man, John won't you Merritt? bring me that trunk? <laughs> shouty swing my way, but not shouty. A lot of, a lot of entendres packed in there, buddy. <laughs> I see what you did. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. All right. I don't know anything about, I'm a subpar lover, so I don't have, I don't, I don't know what any of this means. I think I've, I think I, I don't think I've ever satisfied a woman like in my whole life. No, I, I've actually seen like, um, like, like evidence of that on on Facebook. I think like that that that's the case. I've seen, I've seen that, that I've never satisfied. Yeah, a woman. yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, <laughs> I was I wondering where you were going. Like, I think I've seen. Uh, I was like, what? I said on Facebook. I, I believe there have been like be posts on Facebook on Facebook that I've never satisfied. There, there have been posts on Facebook that says that you were like, you know, you would like, you know, you had a very small member and you didn't know. <laughs> Come on! I was waiting for you to catch on. I was like, yeah, "Like, really? yeah, yeah." But well, we all that have, was the thing. We all have exes, and every relationship doesn't end pristinely. So, you know what's messed up though? <laughs> when a when an ex tries to say you have a small member, and then your boy, <laughs> your boy comes to you, awkwardly comes to your defense. Yeah. I wasn't gonna mention that one. You can leave hey, that one out. Hey, look, when your boy is like, "Hey, look, oh, we went to high going. school together. I took, I, we were on sports teams. I took showers with him. I know that's not true." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Oh man, yeah, I didn't expect the defense to come from that place, but right. I was just gonna let that sleeping dog lie. I was just like, well, I wasn't gonna acknowledge it at all." You know what you don't do if somebody want beef? You know, you just don't feed it. You know, you just don't feed into it. When your boy come out of left field, just I've like I've seen hey, this dick, yeah, not un- that small. Yeah, he was like, unfortunately, and and then and then when the offender's uh, only comeback is, but but he ain't know how to use it. So now you just admitted you were lying. You just admitted you were lying about the dick. Don't lie about the dick. Don't lie on my dick. Yeah. And, and on top of that, like you know, it's not like we talking like spy world, ain't it? Was just like- <laughs> Like, come on, man. Here's the thing. I don't go around bragging on my shit. That's not something I do. You shouldn't have to. I don't it's not, I don't go around shit bragging on my brag shit. brag for itself. So don't nobody need to, like, deprecate my shit, like, when I don't go around bragging on my shit? Like, don't let it speak for itself. It, it talks? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. His name is Antonio. It's Latin. I don't know if you're serious. Have a Latin dick. Sometimes they call it de sexy. Apparently, on July 4th, we're, we're just not going to No, let's just transition to that. <laughs> Pick it up right there. That's a good transition right there. Let's go ahead. Uh... So, on this, at the stroke of midnight, mm. Mm, on Friday. Why wow, y'all are the worst. We are. Sean, Corey, Jay-Z Carter. Released 444 mm. on title. 
and uh, it was quickly bootlegged. Oh yeah, links posted everywhere. everywhere. Where all the drop boxes were lit up. Facebook he made a reference DMs. to that too on, on the album. About, about, he did. Yeah, yeah, it was just hilarious. It's like, so grown. Yeah. It is. You know, I just want to say, so I appreciate it, and I'm probably aging myself, and I don't even give a shit. I appreciated that I understood the words that he was saying. It wasn't, oh, that he wasn't mumbling? It wasn't that like, oh, oh, oh. It wasn't any of that. It was like, <laughs> it was very clear. <laughs> I'm a number one, 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 I'm a number um, first of all, that I could reference. understand the shit that he was saying because I felt like he was really saying some like important shit. And yes, it was like grown adult rap. Which is saying something because Jay doesn't always say important shit or grown adult. Nah, there was that whole rap. country club album he had. I don't remember which one it was. Kingdom Come? Well, Possibly. I do feel like Jay, so his, this is what Jay has done throughout his career. He has like peppered this kind of stuff. Throughout his career, it'd very be like a, it'd be like a mm-hmm. little a bar here and there, mm-hmm. very or a stanza lightly. here yeah. and there, where he would pepper stuff like this. Mm-hmm. But even he admitted, you know, he was like, truthfully, I would have been like common sense, but I made five mil. I ain't been rhyming like common sense, right? He felt like the only way for him to be successful was to cater, you know, and write a particular cut. But we've always known that he had the talent and the skill. To be able to round however you want it, right? Mm-hmm. And for him to do this now, I, I, you use the word appreciate. I used that word in a conversation with somebody yesterday that I said I appreciated this album. That's because we're best friends. Yeah. <laughs> we are the two best friends. Anybody's ever had. Like, I just appreciated the album. The, another thing I appreciated, not just the content, but talking about just listening to an MC weave metaphors and bars together you know in a skillful talented way this is just the most consecutive bars he's ever put he's put together in years you know it's mm-hmm. been a while yeah jay-z been taking a lot of bars off over the years because he could you know he's i just think he's doing it because he could I, I think he i think it's because he could but i also believe it's because i believe that when he wrong. did reasonable doubt and people didn't respond in the manner he felt that people should have responded and weren't on it like they should have been on it. And when he went a different way, kind of, when he did Lifetime, Volume 1, and all the stuff that came after that or whatever, mm-hmm. he made so many references over like subsequent albums about how I did Reasonable Doubt and people weren't appreciating it. So I just feel like after a while, it's just like, you know what? I can just do this 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 lazy shit mm-hmm. and get away with it and get paid for it. So why not just do this lazy shit and get away with it and get paid for it? I don't have to like I don't have to play myself up to a higher level if the field is not where I am. I can just play down here and still kill everybody and I'm good. And he started out by letting y'all know I'm not doing that. Kill Jay Z. Kill all the ego. Kill mm. all of the braggadocio that y'all have become accustomed to. Kill all of that. Even though he did still slide a couple in. He did. <laughs> he did. But on like on the the title. The title track 444, mm-hmm. 
the sound was completely different. Like there wasn't that like <laughs> that, you know, like braggy kind of Jay-Z. Like you could hear like the vulnerability and you, you know could hear. Else? You know what else I like? I just feel like Jay was you like. You just gonna hey, cut me off like I was no. My bad, go ahead. No, you you got that. Go ahead. I, I just wanted you, to point out that that's what you're doing. I, I still have my hand in the air. My bad. Grace go ahead. Man. Continue to nah, massage the I'm going to let you go. Continue to massage I'm going to let you go. See, now you snatching the air. First you were massaging mm -hmm. the air, and now you snatching the air. Mm -hmm, go ahead. I already apologized. So how many, what you want me to do? You're never going to treat me like you should. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Keith. Go ahead, finish. No, 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 finish your yeah. stuff. All right. So what I was gonna say was, <laughs> um, uh, I, 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 and we had this conversation yesterday when we were out or whatever. Um, yeah. Um, I, it's an observation that I've made with Jay Z is I believe that he sometimes goes back and redoes his projects to a certain degree. I personally believe that Jay Z rehashed uh, Reasonable Doubt when he did American Gangster. I just think he did it to a different soundtrack. It was like more thematic, more of a um, concept album. And then the, the production was way different. But like the content and the way he approached it to me was still very reminiscent of Reasonable Doubt. And in a weird way, um, American Gangster is actually my favorite Jay-Z album. I know a lot of people look at me like I'm crazy when I say that, but that's my fucking opinion. Um, I feel like this is a rehash of Kingdom Come. When he was like, like basically, because Kingdom Come was when he's supposed to be retiring. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Black yeah. album was he was the retiring. Black album, yes, yeah. Black album Come was the first album. Yeah, when he came back, he and that's what that's when he was coming back from retirement. So yeah. he's supposed to be a different Jay Z and he's mm. supposed to be like, oh well, y'all still doing t shirts, we doing button ups and like, yo, like we we offer that, we own this now. And he's supposed to be doing it a different way, but it's still very arrogant and elitist the way he did it. And I think that's why a lot of people don't necessarily like Kingdom Come as much as other Jay Z project, projects. I feel like this is like the humility that Takiyah was just talking about. Mm -hmm. I feel like life humbled his ass in a lot of ways. And it wasn't necessarily negative. I think having a daughter, having Blue Ivy, and realizing, like, I got to raise this little girl. Yo, have to when be... he made that line, sorry. The future, what, line... like, what I done? What's it going to like? No, no, when he was like, you know, all of the miscarriages, your body, because uh, I wasn't, I wasn't present, your body wasn't wouldn't present, accept it. Your body it. wouldn't accept it. I was like, it. yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. There was like death. I've been, I've been, and it was it was deeper than just like, oh yeah, I married Beyonce and I cheated on her. It was it was deeper than that. Yeah, like, but he was but he was just saying like like yeah, hey, I wonder what I would have done like you know in the future where other niggas is playing football, football with, your with your son. I was like that is Shots. so greasy, but I was like that's a hot ass line. Hey. Uh, like like future is bad as shit at that one, but he can't be but so mad. Like yeah. you're like yeah, no, he, Russell he, Wilson's but like what this. He did, like, but what yeah. he did though, he went on he went on Instagram and took pictures with a stack of money. Yeah. Oh, who? That was Future. Future. Oh, so he said that's a this. So he's two shots at him then. He said like, yeah, like you putting like a stack of money to your ear. That's a that's disconnect. disconnect. We don't call that money over here. Mm. So I didn't even know that was a shot. So he's like, he's he going did that at like he did that like over the weekend. Future. Oh, okay. I guess to say like I'm unbothered. Like, but clearly you are bothered because. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I even look. So I've been quoting the album a lot. Every time I hear a bar that I feel is quotable, I just like quote it on, there was I a lot on Facebook. Of them on this album. I yeah. go on Facebook and just post a quote. That was one of them. The joint about the uh, the, the the miscarriages and um, I do think you're right. Like the vulnerability. I, I think first of all, any artist, not just rappers, when artists are more honest 
about their own experiences, because that's what art, you know, partially is supposed to be. Sometimes art is just an exhibit of your skill. It's just an exhibition of your skill. But sometimes in art, art is an expression of who you are and how you feel and what you've been through. And when artists do that, it's easier for the common man to find some sort of solidarity with their experience. Right. And Jay-Z has been missing portions of that throughout his career because he talks about the streets he came from and the hustling and all of that stuff. But it's it's always been from a perspective of glorification Mm -hmm. and even though he's peppered in, you know, regret and maybe I should have made a different choice. But the, for the most part, it's always been. I'm you know, good with this. Yeah, I did that. I made these decisions. It was necessary to get me where mm-hmm. I am. But now he's like, you know, I got to go back. I was about you to know, go full Eric all the kid, All the kids that fell in love with Jay-Z. Don't go Eric Benet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go full Never retard. Go Don't go Benet. Eric Benet. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yo, it's a funny meme too, uh, where it's like a picture of Eric Benet and it's just a whole bunch of words underneath, like scrolling through, like, why, man, why you had that? I was in hiding. I haven't been in the public <laughs> eye. Why you got to put me out there like that? But if you want to go on tour, like, well, I can go on tour. With you. <laughs> but another reason I appreciated the album is just because the sound is like Jay Z said, just give me some tracks with that old boom bat and leave me alone. And let me go do my thing. Okay. It's not a long album. It's very brief, but mm-hmm. the sound. It's what, like 35 minutes? The sound is like. That's, that's, that's it? For me, so. okay. me, individually, my own self, me personally, and my own mind and my heart and feelings, individual. me individual, slim, individual person, slim. I feel like it made me feel like he hasn't forgotten what hip hop like was like he took the, the real, polish off the it's, real it's not, essence it's not it wasn't glossy exactly um there's actually a track that he was he was on and like because uh, i listened to it consistently while i was working um the other day mm. i was working on a project sometimes it's good just have a good get good album playing or a good rotation and i was like yo that dude punched in i could hear where he punched in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just like, like you know, okay, so. He punched in a couple times. But but that's the thing, because we've all known one of the things he's very proud about is like, yo, he'll do a, a, like an entire song with no with no cuts mm-hmm. in one take. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of the things he prides himself on. So he let himself do some Lauryn Hill shit mm-hmm. where he just allowed himself to be an artist. Mm-hmm. You know, there are times of like the punch, like in the, if people don't know what I'm talking about when I'm saying he punched in, it's basically like if you're doing a, a take and... Um, you mess up or whatever. Instead of starting all the way over, you just pick up from where you messed up and like go from there. So you start a couple bars early and then keep going or whatever. But there's a, a lot of times when you punch, if you're not careful, there's a difference in time in terms of like the tone of your voice, yeah. how loud you are, yeah. the amount of emotion you're. So you or heard even that. a little like run over. Yeah, yeah. Like what you were saying in a bar before might run over into the next bar a little bit. Yeah, because so like, like the timing is different. The timing is bars. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as somebody who's punched, and I don't like punching personally, so it's just, um, I, it's, it's just interesting to pick up on that. And it's like I don't even have like the greatest ears, but it's something as somebody who's done recording, uh, I was able to pick up on it. So I thought that was interesting. Um, as far as production goes, I wasn't in love with all the production because it was, it was at the same time while I loved the album as a whole. The first time I listened to it, because I was under pressure, it's like I knew we were going to be listening to it. We had to speak about it because the kids like, yo, you know, we got to unpack this. She sent a text. 
Like, you know, I we got out. I woke up Friday <laughs> and before I even rolled out of the bed, I was like, all right, let me go ahead and download title and like download this song so I can save it to my offline content so I can listen to it on the world's most disgusting transportation system, the DC Metro. Hey, hey, hey. hey. There's worse stress. Hey. Yeah. I don't know. New York is pretty yeah, New York, New York Amtrak catching fire down too. But, but Sorry, ahead. moment of silence. Yeah, yeah. And as, as you know, by the time I got to work, I was like, "Oh, we gotta, we have yeah. to discuss this." Yeah, so that's what I knew was official. So I was under pressure. Of course, yeah. I was. Yeah. I was on probably on the platform long enough. Twenty minute trips take two hours now on Metro. So I was, I was kind of under pressure. I didn't know if I was gonna be able to like really listen to it because like you, when you listen to a project, especially from an artist you appreciate, mm. it has to be in your own space and time. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things like, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta listen to it, whatever. But woo woo. I wasn't sure I was gonna be able to do it, but you know, with the first listen, I didn't really, I didn't really like hear stuff the same because I was just trying to get through it, and you know, it was just like when I listened to it, like when I started doing my work or whatever. Just like little bars, was picked like, like, ooh, like, like, and that's like, what happened to me. Right like, I just, I like, put oh, it on, like, and I was okay. just like, all right, I'm gonna listen to this. Um, I don't profess to be like the biggest Jay Z fan in the world. What's up, my stuff? You know, I still love you. Um, but I was listening to it, and you know, as I'm standing there on that hot ass platform, waiting for this train that ain't never gonna fucking come. Um, it's never gonna come. Never gonna come. You're never gonna get. And when it does get there, it's gonna be like six cars. Never gonna be back up. And eight thousand people. Never gonna get. Never gonna get. Never gonna get. After seeing the rock in that joint, it's a whole different. I don't know if you saw Central Intelligence. That's a different when he was a chubby kid. Yeah, yeah. So I was like listening to it, kind of, but not. And then like I was hearing things, and I was like, okay, hold on, I need to like rewind this and. Like listen, actually, like listen to it. I need to do more than like hear it. And I was like, wow, okay, all right. Started with Kill Jay Z, and then we he just I don't care if you light, dark, rich, poor, wherever you work, house nigga, feel nigga, still still nigga. Then the joint about his mom. Yeah, smile. Smile. Yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea. Nobody had an idea. Nobody <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I was like, oh wow. After so long, she a thespian. Yeah. I don't care if it's a him or her. Mm. I was like, wow. There's like a lot going on. Yeah, and and I I think that he allowed that to affect him. So I think that comes back to what you were saying about like artistry and like the the, the cool thing, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not aware and. Slim kind of like, you know, cross streams, whatever, when he said, Lee the Poet, when what? he introduced me. Hey, hey. Huh? Yeah, Ghostbusters. Well, I he cross streams with myself. So he introduced fine. me oh. as Lee the Poet. He introduced <laughs> me as Lee the Poet, not DaVinci Parks. Uh, I, was I, I guess I have Clear separation. Multiple <laughs> stream crossings. Multiple members. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so like. Like Black Dynamite. The, the, the cool thing about um, being able to talk about artists and whatnot is I met both of these individuals in an artistic setting, both of them are very, very, very talented writers. So that's how I met them. Who? Both. Don't don't do that. Not in this moment. I'm having I'm a certain moment. Okay. So T. Rich, who's <clears throat> clearing the throat, and Slim, both talented writers. So what I'm going to say now is essentially when it comes to being an artist, you have to have a certain sensitivity to things around you. You're just going to be more sensitive about things in general. So the irony is in hip hop, when you're a quote unquote artist, that sensitivity is often masked because you have to also be tough and hard and all that good stuff, whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to see somebody who's been very braggadocious and so forth and so on, allow himself to be vulnerable in a way that we have not seen in over 20 years of him doing it. 
So I think for us as adults, we can appreciate that shit because it's like, yo, like, why do we have to be that way when, like, yo, either way, you just don't get that money, like, yeah. I mean, and also another another reason why I enjoy the album. So I mean, if you're noticing the theme is that we we enjoy the album for many for many different reasons. Yeah. Another reason I enjoy the album is you know Jay Z is like 75 years old. (laughs) And or eighty or some shit like that. He's octogenarian. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. Jay Z is like the okay. Benjamin Button of hip hop, and he's okay. like, is that is that like you know like you know like basically like how how large the you know nineteen eighty four book is? So Jay Z got to take his falsies out before he spits a verses. <laughs> wow. Okay. Like, all right. I, I don't know what he he gums his, his he gums his okay. verses. Okay. All right. <laughs> is all I'm saying. But like this dude who's like. Either fifty or almost fifty or just past. I don't know how old Jay Z is, but I know somewhere he around there in that in that range. Probably, like, he's probably strong forty seven. He did. He gracefully did a hip hop album, and the one big problem I've had with hip hop over the years is that, um, and it's not with hip hop; it's how people treat hip hop. Other genres of music mm-hmm. allow their artists to age gracefully, and allow the artists. To allow the genre to age with them, right? I so, mean, the Rolling Stones are what, yeah, like three hundred? Aerosmith can still tour. Rolling Stones can still tour. Like you could be Phil old. Collins and Genesis. Yeah, you could be old and rock, and you know, in R and B, soul, like everything. You can be old and still and still get on stage and do your thing as long as you still have it. And even if you don't quite have it. Like hey, Frank lo- Beverly's loyal, voice been gone for a minute. Yeah, still a, the loyal fandom yeah. will still stick with you. But hip hop is—they've always tried to contextualize hip hop as a young, you know, as a young person's genre, mm-hmm. and so people have not been able to age, and so that that phases people out. People like us who've been fans of hip hop since we were like 12, 13 years old. Before then, you know, like we, like they try to phase us out. And this album is an example. That you don't have to phase people out. Like the genre can age gracefully, and the artists can age gracefully. And as long as you still have the skill and the talent, you can still make that music. And on a selfish note, as Lee said, you know, I do write, and nobody knows who the hell I am, but I do write rhymes. And sometimes I have to, I have this like internal rationalization with myself that I have to go with because of how hip hop has been socialized. The way it's been socialized is, is a young man's game. And, you know, when an album like this comes out, you don't have to, you can't, you don't have to have this internal rationalization with yourself. It's like a little bit of validation that somebody else actually sets the example like, Hey, I'm 50. And I can make a bomb hip hop album that the world kind of goes crazy over, you know, mm-hmm. so I can keep writing, you know, I could be 40 and keep writing. I don't have to stop writing hip hop just because yeah, but when you get it's to 42, supposed though, to be a young, <laughs> a young a rap man's son. game. And like, like, you don't have to hang up the mic at 42. Jay-Z <laughs> is like 95 years old. Dude. Damn, he's just keep getting older. He's it's amazing. Getting... Jay-Z is he's the most be the Rolling Stones agent geriatric rapper of all time, yeah, and the funny thing, you make it sound like he's older than like KRS One. It's like it's like 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 you know who's still rapping. Jay Z got a walking stick. <laughs> but to kind of double back to what you were saying about Jay-Z like drinks when artists, for breakfast is what I'm saying. That's what... When artists are more um, open and honest about you know kind of like whatever's going on in their lives, I think. Y'all know I'm part of the hive, so I don't even give a shit if y'all have some judgment about it. So no when Beyonce here. released the the self titled and she was talking about, you know, like fucking a man and sucking dick and all of that, and people mm-hmm. were like, 
She's married Say. though, so. Yeah, know. but that's not who she was before. Yeah, I understand. I'm, it didn't bother me. That's my rationale. She's married. So and then, I mean, I, hey, I enjoyed it. We had many, many good times to that album. Um, <laughs> not you and I, like. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah I, I would have I remembered that. Yeah. yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then, like, with Lemonade, the to just, like, come out, because they're such private people. And, you know, they're not the Kardashians and they don't want people following them around all the time. Oh, that's and a whole other conversation. We it can is have a, too. a whole nother conversation. Um, but that's the thing. Like they tell, they don't, they don't talk about their lives, but they would give, they give the public snippets of it in their music. They're like the only place they say anything about their lives. Right. Because you don't know. <laughs> they allow enough to speculate. So it's like, you don't know. You what don't the know. Deal is. Like, is this real? Is this a, a PR stunt? Mm-hmm. Like, did this really happen? And then when he was like, you know, Solange, that egg Solange on, all I had to do was say that I'm wrong. Like, oh, that's what she was whooping your ass. That's what TMZ said. I mean, Harvey Levin, don't lie. <laughs> but I'm a lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> and a Trump supporter. So that's why I don't always watch TMZ anymore. Oh, I didn't know that, but okay. See, that's just what I was talking about. I you know. probably enjoy TMZ. I, I did. TMZ, she actually put me on like, and now you can't mess with TMZ. She actually put me on like TMZ actually will like give you news first sometimes. It's crazy. They broke Michael Jackson, hey. Michael Jackson, and Prince. But you can't mess with them if they if they politics is jacked. Hey man, up. they let me know the Prince died. I I I have to just use them for that that yeah. moment. That that like there's certain things you just gotta oh, know. So you saying that it's just like then that's that's more important. Your own no, personal stuff is more important not, than like the, that's the how state everybody of humanity. Is. That's that's how everybody. Is. But that everybody's wrong if that's how everybody. I'm not is. saying everybody ain't wrong. That's all I'm saying. And I was being facetious in that moment. <laughs> I'm Look, not going Prince to already died, else. and I didn't know when Prince died that that was the situation. I don't really actively watch TMZ, mm-hmm. so it's not a big deal for me. I was just saying I didn't I know. I struggle because I do enjoy TMZ. Yeah, you know when I stopped eating Chick Fil A, I was like on an island with that shit because I was like, I'm when they when they started being homophobic. I was like, Openly I'm already home. not eating Chick-fil-A anymore. And everybody was like, oh, man, that chicken is delicious. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm eating Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and then they started wearing the Blue Matter, Blue Lives Matter t-shirts. When I was saying initially, I was like, oh, they homophobic. You you don't think they're going to have some questionable politics in some other areas? You don't think they're homophobic? You don't no, think they're going to have a problem with, with, with races? No, no, with no. You don't know? We're going to see. But I'm going to stop eating the chicken. I was on an island. The biggest reason why I check myself when I hear somebody else's politics it ain't about them losing money. It ain't about me making a statement. It ain't about any of that stuff. It's about me as an individual not wanting to be supportive of something that I think is is wrong, is incorrect. I respect the 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 rights of other people to live either as they choose, as long as they're not harming anybody else or the way they're born, whatever the science says about it. Like, I just respect that. You know, if somebody else wants to do something with their life or has to do something with their life because of how they were born, I'm not going to place judgments upon them. And if you telling me you're telling me that you're going to place them, you're going to call Mexicans drug dealers and rapists and, and all this other stuff. I'm not going to be supportive of you because I can't get with that. And I don't care if the rest of the world is not going to support is going to continue to support that. I can't get with it. 
And that is a decision that I'm making. Sometimes you're going to be on an island when you do that because people do comfortable stuff. People don't like to make changes. They like to do what they always been doing. And, and, and obviously, I know that Lee was being facetious because I, I, I know a lot about Lee's politics and, and who he is as a person. Um, but uh, outside of him, just in general, I know that people are comfortable. They like to do things the way they've always been doing them. They don't like to change their routine. And when somebody illuminates something that was in the darkness when they pull the skeletons out of the closet it causes people who have been comfortable to that point to have to be uncomfortable and people actually resent that that's why we have our president exactly discomfort or the fear of possible discomfort and losing that coveted place in society and now we got a president that you never had <laughs> well that, that, that. i mean but the illusion of you it want to be i know about this yeah. the illusion was strong yeah it was strong. It was starting to get like a lot of people, like a lot of people. And I'm not going to lie. Like there are some in some regards, I started to feel like a little too comfortable. Like I started to feel like, you know, I have worked hard and I've been like a really good professional and I pulled myself out the ghetto and all this other stuff. And like. Maybe I have put myself in like a slightly different position than some of my contemporaries because of their decisions. Nope, no, I haven't. No, I, <laughs> I worked with with white folks who reminded me regularly who the fuck I was. I'm gonna tell you like this. For me, uh, it, it's been a bit of a different. It's been a different, been a bit of a different reality for me in the sense that um, I was. Right around 9-11, I was unemployed for a very long period of time, whatever. And, you know, I was very proud, you know, being able to have my own place and drive where I wanted to go and do all the things I wanted to do. I didn't save at that time. I was very irresponsible with my money. I didn't even use my savings account. Um, so when things went super hard left, um, it put me in a really bad place, like emotionally. And like it, it made me have like a lot of doubts about myself. It really like did a number on me and it took me a while to really like dig out of that or whatever. And I had to really do a lot of like checks and like, you know what I'm saying? Like for a, I'm not going to say this doesn't affect women because I don't want to say that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying as a man, I will tell you that when you want to work and you are not able to, it fucks with you. And I imagine it's the same for anybody. I'm just saying as a dude, because we're supposed to be, you know, dudes and providing and do all this shit, whatever the way we're socialized. No, as a 21, 22-year-old male, that shit, when I was, I was 23, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, that, it, it really bothered me. It really put me in a bad space. So I've, you know, I've always been in that guarded space or whatever, like it can go bad at any time. So I'm always like trying to be in a position where I put things in like, you know, in a, in a way where like if it goes bad, I'll be okay until I can make my next move. Kind of goes back to your post earlier. Exactly. That's exactly that. We're at. That's actually um, the phase two of flashback that I wanted to get to. I want to talk about side hustles. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about uh, you know having other streams of income, other means of employment. We need to start discussing these things more openly because there's a possibility. Like Slim and I can have this side conversation, whatever. But I, I will say in October 2016, the words I use is. I believe it's possible that, or something to the fact, I believe it's possible Trump can win. Mm -hmm. I was saying that I think Trump's going to win. I didn't want to say the words that I think Trump is going to win because right. I didn't want to put that bad energy out there. But that's what I felt in 2016 of September. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I, I think it's possible. No, I'm sorry, 2015 of September. Sorry, mm-hmm. 2015 September. So a year before, like, like they were still like, you know, still doing primaries. I think right now it is possible that Trump could get a second term. If that is the case, what are you doing as a listener? What are you doing to ensure that you're, you're, you're shoring up your legacy, not just for yourself, but for those you love? What are you doing to make things better? Um, are you, are you trying to collaborate with people? Are you trying to pull your money to try to find people to work with, like make investments? Because look, Right now, the stock market is good. I'm kind of, you know, skeptical about how long it's going to be good. But while it's good, there's moves to be made. Even if it goes to shit, there's still moves to be made. Yeah, yeah. But you um, make money in every market. Uh, uh, we at a point now. Like I, I, I'm looking to my left to kid that always has, <laughs> as long as I know her, Queen she done always had a side hustle. side hustle. And um, quite frankly, just my my education has allowed me to have a side hustle. Mm-hmm. But you know, at the same time, it's not enough. Not not in this not in this this environment. What I was doing to make side money, whatever. Too many people can claim that they can do it, even if they aren't really adept at it. So I'm at the point now where I'm starting to reevaluate and reassign and start make different moves. Because we got to be able to like when if shit goes left, what are you gonna do? If you're out of a job tomorrow, how long before things get very uncomfortable for you? How long before you have to dip into a four hundred one k? Do you have a four hundred one k to dip into? Luckily, when I left my last job with D.C. government that I've been with for a while. For a good while. Good while. Yeah. Yeah, I took all my money. Like, let's take this out and let's invest it. That was number When I did my exit interview, the lady in HR was like, look, don't let D.C. government keep your money. <laughs> it's like, wow, it's like a slave narrative. But okay, girl, I'm, I'm going to take this with you. your freedom. Right. And without... Without going into too many particulars, um, this current presidency is very good for my side hustle because of um, yeah 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 true. It's very good. Yeah. So if I lose my full time job today, then I can quickly pick up that side shit. Yeah. You always got to have side money though. Legal side shit. Just, legal. We, yeah, it's very we're, legal. When we're talking about side hustles. We don't want y'all thinking like uh, the old antiquated term of eighties, like hustling, like you on the corner. Selling hand at now. We, no. we talking about other means of income legally. Because no. uh, that's that's how we get down on this side. I can't speak for other people. Hey, uh, but putting this master's degree to what, use. Depending on what state you live in, you can go on in. You go on and get that grower's license. Yeah, but that's not illegal. Depending, depending, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. The, the, what, what was illegal I mean, yeah, is now not only necessarily so. legal. That's all I'm saying. We're only speaking to what is legal. Although, your although, keep your head on a swivel. Those out there, that marijuana economy, whatever, that they then locked brothers up for for the last like 50, 60 years or whatever. And now these, these younger urbanites are starting to take up on it. Keep your head on a swivel. Everybody. That's not a shot at anybody. Jeff Sessions is your attorney general, and Jeff Sessions made a career off of demonizing marijuana. So uh, just be mindful that they they coming after your weed, after Granny's glaucoma, and offer offer her medicine. You know they coming after that, and then they gonna come for Roe v. Wade too. So Speaking just, of fucked up government decisions, um, shout out to the Maryland attorney general for being uh, the latest state to say that they are not going to turn over the voter registration information that the the government has requested. I think it's now 25 states that have refused to turn over their voter registration rules that the Republicans are asking for, including your name, your date of birth, and your social security number, and your party mm. affiliation. Mm. I don't think I've ever been as big an advocate for states' rights 
as I am currently. And which is, it, which it is took scary. this administration to do it for me. But I'm like, yo, like. But it's still scary. He though. withdraws from the Paris Accords. And all these like governors and, and senators of states around the nation are like, yo, Fuck. we know. That the plan is in peril. Not just that, but there's still We're money. We're going to continue yeah, to do. Yeah, I mean, there's economic. Yeah, there's a lot of people don't give a fuck about that too. shit because a lot of people are trying to deny the science behind it, but, but they're not denying is, the money, though. I'm saying both. Yeah. Like, I'm saying, mm-hmm. like, there are yeah. governors and senators who are saying we are going to do what we have to do in our states. They're mayors around the, the kid, country. Didn't you say the Bloomberg offered to put up them out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yep. So I, I I appreciate that, and and now you know you talk about states you know resisting, you know federal government what could be perceived as federal government overreach, you know I I just I've never that's been, what the government does states rights has never been like a major thing for me mm-hmm. you know but now when you have the right regime in place it's funny how that's why you can't be married to an ideology mm-hmm. you just can't be married to an ideology because you never know what circumstance. Mm-hmm. Is going to cause you to have to take a different perspective on something. But may I may I offer a respectful counter? Sure. To your comment, like states' rights in that particular scenario is good and is is, is applaud worthy mm-hmm. and is worthy of applause. But on the other hand, states' rights is also that that HB bill in fucking North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know where you, they were allowing you to lawfully discriminate, or the the bill in Texas where they're saying. You can like you know ask people their you know you can ask people their citizenship citizenship status mm-hmm. after you detain them. Right. So there are a lot of things that states are putting on the books under states' rights, and you know, remember states' rights. I literally just watched the whole thing today mm-hmm. on slavery by another name. Great way to bring it full circle. Um, that was states' rights that allowed all that shit to happen. Right. So it's just like you know states' rights is a very dicey thing. I think the federal government, in an ideal state, from my perspective, is. If the states are running afoul of civil rights, that's when they should step in. And that's the reason why we had consent decrees and stuff like that put in place in the last administration. And the fact that they're pulling those back, that's scary. So um, states' rights, sometimes these states will allow heinous and egregious things to go down. Sometimes these states will make deals with private institutions so they can build more prisons and then guarantee that they're going to keep those prisons at 85 to 95% occupancy rate, which means they're going to have to fabricate people to put in jail. So it's just like, you know, right. it, it can go both ways. That's, that's I'm why saying. I say you can't be married to an ideology. And you're using myself as an example. States' rights has never been a thing for me. But because I feel like the states in this particular area are, well, two areas that we described are taking a stance that I feel like is more along the lines of people's rights and people's privacy and things of that nature. I, I feel like the states are right in this circumstance. Okay. But ideology would have you just align yourself all the time with states' rights, regardless of what it is. Dangerous. Or, you know, federal government, regardless of what it is. Dangerous. Or I take this stance on abortion, or I take this stance on gun rights. Or I think like ideology does not allow you to look at the nuances of a topic see and picture. say, hey, well, you know, if you look at the nuance, maybe sometimes people can come to agreement because of the nuance, you know, but ideologues like there's so much restriction. You can't come together because it's black and it's white. Right. But nuance gets you into those gray details. And that might be where you can actually find some consensus when you get into those gray details. People don't want to do that because it's easier to just be like, I'm on this side of the issue so I could demonize everything on that side of the issue. And the same thing, vice versa. So I just try not to do that. 
I try to look at a situation and say, what is the best thing for people? You know, which I think kind of goes back to what I've been saying repeatedly, probably almost every week about the importance of local voting, Mm. Um, because kind of going back to what you were saying about the HB2 law, um, Pat McCrory, horrible person that he is and a horrible name because it's really difficult to pronounce a Appropriately, a lot of my rents previously. A lot of them. Yeah. There was a lot of rents pre- Local rents voting speakers. and local running for office. Right. So he put that in, and there were a lot of economic consequences mm. um, that North Carolina had to deal with because of this law. Run it down. And well, the ACC tournament, which if you follow college basketball, ACC a tournament is in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. Period. That's it. You want to go to see the ACC tournament? You taking your ass to Greensboro, North Carolina, because college basketball in North Carolina is life. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Oh well." And the ACC nope. is a, has been a particularly strong conference throughout right. the years. very long yeah. time. Yeah, it's also that All Star Game business that you know there was also they that. took that away and that was, was it PayPal? It was somebody that was going to have a national that was going to have like their headquarters in North Carolina. A lot of folks said we taking our money out of Somewhere North Carolina. Somewhere the fuck until else until you until you do right by folks. And then Michael so Jordan started they, crying like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so they voted crying him out. Jordan. I mean, it took him a long time to concede uh-huh. that he actually lost, mm-hmm. but he finally did get the fuck out. So that just is like one example of yeah. does the important- he now have like a, a crazy ass? I'm, I'm I'm not trying. I'm I'm still trying to build. Does he have like a crazy Senate and House that are like trying to block the new governor though? They tried and to take away all the governor's power. Right. Okay. That's, that's politics. Some bullshit, man. Yeah. And you know, I mean, North Carolina has been pretty vocal politically for a while. They used to have the Moral Mondays. Um. Pretty consistently, they used to have the Moral Mondays when people would go down to the, the the what the fuck is that? I'm sorry. Oh, that's the captain's it the, top. It was the captain cap. The captain, the captain's cap. Um. So yeah, so North Carolina has been trying to be more vocal politically, but I think everybody needs to. I can't recall the state that decided to roll back the minimum wage and made it illegal for, or were trying to make it illegal for employers to pay higher than. Minimum wage. I think they rolled it back to like seven dollars and seventy cent. So it's just. I mean, you guys, you really have to pay attention. Our, I follow our representative quite closely, Chris Van Hollen. I'm looking at you. I'm also looking at you, Ben Carden. Um, but Chris Van Hollen wants to let y'all know I am here for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going on the Twitters, I suppose. I'm going on the Facebooks. I'm going on the TVs. You and think I'm, he's trying to position himself, maybe? For, really? for a presidential, for a presidential run. Run. You think? Well, you know they also talking about the mayor from New, um, from New Orleans though. Who? Uh, uh the dude who did uh who did that uh I can't remember is 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 one of those names that has like a little that has a little French French uh flair to a it. Frenchy French. Yeah, yeah, but um he had that that speech that I posted on Flashback like a few weeks back where he was removing all the monuments. When I tell you that he killed that speech, I was like and he like I, I think he looked off the stage before he got off, and he he gave a look like did I just kill it? You know what I'm saying? Now nah, he like he hit every note you're supposed to hit when you do a speech talking about, you know, removing racist monuments. He hit every note you're supposed to hit. Then leave one thing on the on the table. So they they were talking about him as a p- p- potential dark horse, which I don't like the term, but that's that's the terminology I read. But um, 
Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Corey, I think Corey Book is going to try to like make some moves. Still, but, nigga. <laughs> well, I mean, but yeah, man, Chris Van Holland, yeah, I've, I've gotten a couple like, yeah, we're having a healthcare forum. Like, that's nice. I won't be there, but yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, Chris Van Holland wants to let you know his thoughts, his positions on things, and mm-hmm. he also knows that one of the blackest counties in the nation. One of the most, a, most most affluent. affluent. Yeah. One of the yeah. best educated. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't always tell. <laughs> well, there's it, it, it is slightly hood where we from, you know, but it, at it, the it's, same it's, time. It's the same quite damn time. It's a mixture. It is a mixture. It is a mixture. You could go right projects here. Projects and mansions. Yeah, you could be right here, but you could be good. But you go over just like a literally just like a town over, and it's a whole different or landscape. Or across the street. You know? Or, yo. There are places in Upper Marlboro where it's literally a shack next to a small estate. Mm-hmm. Literally. Because a house that's just been there for like 40 years and a house that's been there for like five. 400. Oh. It's, uh, that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got a question for y'all. It's a serious as cancer? <laughs> what could keep the average dance? Hype for the hot. No, I'm sorry. My bad. I'm I sorry. did let him continue. So, I, I, think we, I think we all agree that. Uh, we have some we have some problems. We have some problems in government. Oh, uh, I thought you were gonna talk about my impotence. We have some problems. <laughs> I don't I don't know anything about your impotence. I don't I don't have I'm impotence. I'm too busy dealing with my own impotence. I'm yeah. too busy it's worried not about that you, you just don't know how to use impotence. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, but is it, is it is it small or do I not know how to use it? Which one is it? It depends on the time it's of so day. so small, you don't know how to use it. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like it's like I just the whole. Want, I just want some. It's the whole the, the motion of the ocean theory. I just want the lies to have some consistency. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know. So we know that there's Smaller problems. The, dick, the bigger the ego. Go you know, hey, I just want the lies to have consistency. But we have problems in government, law enforcement, in the legal system, and the stewards of the law and the education system. Like we just, we just got problems. We got institutional racism. We got sexism. We got patriarchy. Hmm. And Sometimes all right on this podcast. I'm sorry. In the situ in <laughs> in, in an ap- in an apocalyptic situation, things like that tend to go away because survival becomes the the paramount issue. Right? Would that be better? Would like a post-apocalyptic world be better than the current world we live in? And this is a question. I don't have an opinion one way or the other. I was just thinking about it. Would a post-apocalyptic we world be Would better? Would a post-apocalyptic world be better than the world we live in so now? So I'm gonna. I don't. I. I feel like that's gonna like easily an hour conversation. But I will ask for a modification on this question just so I can understand it fully. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about a post-apocalyptic world that has recovered and still has a law, a system of laws and whatnot in place? We're just talking about where it's just like anarchy. I'm talking about like Akira had like post-apocalyptic. I'm know. talking about when it first goes down, oh. when it's anarchy, uh, when it first goes down. Because once it recovers, then you start to put those institutions back in place, right? And maybe they're better, maybe they're not better, but you start to put some structure back in place. Yeah. I'm talking about when the structure's gone and you eat what you kill. I'm talking about when that's the world you live in. After everybody's been desensitized and coddled and cushioned and made complacent and comfortable, and then now it's just it's kill or be killed. Because all the structures that kept the punks safe are no longer in place. 
and everything that allowed you to be soft is no longer an option for you. And now it's just you living in the, in this crazy world with no rules and anything can happen at any time. And it's literally that way. Right now, we have the illusion that it's not that way because we have the structures in place. But in a post-apocalyptic world, it's really that way. What's better? What we have now or what we have under those circumstances? We could table that. We could actually answer that question on the next I feel show. like I feel like that's a, like a side conversation we can have a conversation about. Yeah, uh, yeah but that's an, that's an interesting question. Do you have any preliminary thoughts you want to? No. Whenever I think about... <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I, I think about answer? like this like post-apocalyptic world, I think about you remember on The Walking Dead mm-hmm. when they went to the CDC? Yeah. And mm-hmm. dude was like, Look, I'm not leaving. Shit is fucked up. I'm gonna <laughs> blow everybody up. And they were like, uh, we don't wanna do that. And the black, black lady was like, Well, actually, you know what? You don't know me, you don't know my life. I'm good. Uh-huh. I'ma stay right here because I'm not built for this life. Mm. I looked at that and I was like, Eh, I can see that. I can see me being that black lady. Like, I ain't built for this life. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like I have enough stress and anxiety on my own without worrying about like the zombies and other people. I already worry about other people right here, right now. So, so in that answer, it feels like you're saying that now might be terrible, but it would be better than a than a post apocalyptic. Oh, I gotta put some thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah, that's low. But what there's I w- too many like. I mean, because, you know, The Walking Dead, they have, like, the zombie option, which I don't think. That's not an option. <laughs> I don't think it's an option, but who an thought option. The Handmaid's Tale yeah, we don't know was a reality when she wrote it in yeah, 1970? Yeah. We don't know how it's going to go down. It could yeah. be a zombie apocalypse. It could be a nuclear it's, it's gonna fallout be a grid, apocalypse. It, I think it's going to be a grid attack. Yeah. Like, the biggest we way to, like, to disable... And cause anarchy, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It could be a goodbye world with a virus. That's what I was about to say. Down. So, like, for our listeners... I like because we've seen some of these zombie things, or whatever, where zombies are the issue or nuclear fallout or something like that. Mad Max, like Goodbye World, speaks to it. Like it's not a zombie apocalypse. It's like a grid failure. The entire grid goes down. Yeah. At once. What happens? What happens? And it kind of goes back to my my initial question that I was asking earlier. If it goes left, how prepared are you? How prepared I can't is your make family? Money in that situation. Yeah, but it's it's still worth watching. It's not a horror movie, but it just provokes thought. Mm-hmm. Provoke start is a very good. Honestly, it's not a hard movie. So that's just, you can that's, so watch that. You, you can watch it at in the, in the dark. It won't kill you. This is good. Conceptual. I'm trying to tell you, it's, it's not. It's, it's it's literally just all cerebral. Conceptual. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting because like we we complain a lot about what we have now because it's bad. It's legitimately, it's validly bad. We complain a lot about it. But and we're also, privileged. And yeah, that's yeah, the bad part about yeah. it. <laughs> but you also got to remember that like, if you take a system down, you don't actually know what the results of taking a system down is going to be. And taking the system down could result in like this anarchy, post-apocalyptic world of chaos where you could die, you know, at any point from a from a zombie, from a plague, from nuclear radiation. From- I mean, just look at like even. I mean, this is a very small, a very small scale comparatively. But um, a few months ago, when there was the attack on, I don't know if it was Delta, United, one of those airlines, and mm-hmm. like shut down their whole system. Mm-hmm. And true, that's like one airline, and it's very small scale. But just like in that. Airport microcosm, people mm-hmm. were just like, Yeah, it, was, it happened overseas panicking. too. Yeah, because what if that happens to the TSA? 
and not just one airline. What if that have, happens to the uh, to the aviation? Yeah. Um, was it the yeah. aviation minute The F. What was FAA. It? FAA. FAA. What yeah. if it happens to the FAA? You know, and then it's happening. To, shit is going wrong with planes while they're in the sky. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, did, like you just you don't know how it's going to go down. But if it was to go down, whatever the resulting world would be, could be utter chaos. And would you think that's better? Because if you think change is just like we make a couple of decisions and get the people who are making terrible decisions for people like out of power and replace them with people who are, you know, more sensitive to the human condition and then everything's going to be hunky dory. That's not the only possible outcome. There's lots of possible outcomes for overthrowing tyranny, you know, (laughs) tyranny. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what we have like a like oligarchy is kind of it's kind of like a tyrannical thing, you know, where money rules, you know, yeah. and the poor are disregarded. I um, mean, well, because poor people can't make good decisions. Exactly. Well, According you, to 45. You know what happens in a post-apocalyptic world? The playing field gets mad level in a post-apocalyptic world. Until somebody gets level, a gun. Level, but still not. Until I somebody mean, gets a gun. And then that changes things real quick. Hey, look, go to some of these hoods. It, it will be much different. It's much different situation. You know, go to some of these hoods. As an average per, as an average American, you know, there's still a lot of these police forces and stuff like that still have militarized weapons and vehicles and shit. So. Hey, but that only goes so far because when it's in a when it's chaos, yeah. like when it's utter chaos, like right now we protest, right? And they can if they want to if they get beside themselves they can start hitting you with tear gas and pepper spray and then you know you get the you get the ones the ones who are like most militant you get them and then everybody else kind of like recedes you know when that happens but in a chaotic world where you hit your your tear gas and your and your pepper spray and the waves of people just keep coming <laughs> towards you as a police force. And then they start taking the guns out of your hands because you can't shoot fast enough. You can't blow grenades fast enough. You don't actually have, you don't actually know how to use that tank that you got, <laughs> that surplus tank that you got from the military when they came back from Operation Iraqi Freedom. You know what I'm saying? Like, then what happens? You know? I'm saying it's, 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 it's a different game. So I like I said I don't have an opinion about which better. I just it's a question which one's better. Speaking of independence. <laughs> Today is July 4th, 2017. The police have killed 614 people. Mm. How many of them are unarmed? Does does it say? It it breaks it down, um, but I can't go through because it's okay. Six hundred fourteen people, but again, killedbypolice.net. You can go through and it has everyone's name, age, um, the state that they were in, whether they were a man or woman, even though they like to use male, female, Um, and a link that will pretty much give you all of the information regarding. Their arrest and Washington Post keeps a database as well. They do. Yeah, yeah. So there's a couple people that are doing that. Um, At some point, I would like to get to the Colin Kaepernick thing, whatever. And like I was supposed to talk about that with the Jason Whitlock LeBron thing, and our conversation just went somewhere else. So I just forgot to bring it back up. But 
at some point I want to ask why the fuck does Colin Kaepernick not have a job right now I just just want to ask that question but you know why we'll save it um I think we're at a good place we can continue keeping the conversation going on this end but I think we're going to wrap it up on the front end right here so um on behalf of uh Slim Williams and Mr. T. Rich still nigga I would like to thank you so much for listening as usual. Uh, we, we appreciate your support. Please continue to share. Please continue to discuss. If you have anything that you want us to discuss, drop us a line. We might discuss it. Um, and again, as usual, uh, we are the usual suspects. This is Flash Black Radio. You can catch us on flashblackradio.com. Of course, on Facebook. Catch us on Twitter, Flash Black News, and Flash Black Radio. And also catch us on soundcloud itunes google play and of course instagram will be catching up soon i'm, I'm still working on that i apologize no, you're not, you're not i'm not working on it right now it's just a lot to you have. should just like sign that instagram account over I, I, I just might don't don't tempt me with a good Let's idea done before the I, world I was hoping ends. you were gonna say something about that before <laughs> no what the fuck are you being so like <laughs> yeah he sounds so enthusiastic about it focused on we'll use the world ending thank you for listening stay beautiful Hopefully we'll be back next week. I mean, the way Slim talking like he knows some shit yeah, that maybe he's, we he's won't. Really talking like he knows some shit like I've we don't know. Like how y'all prepared? <laughs> Are you ready to live off the grid? Like mm-hmm. it's gonna have to be. <laughs> but yeah, take care of yourselves. Apparently, and take care of each other. Yes. Yeah. Unless it's not in your best interest. <laughs> <laughs>